Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Man. 50. <laughs> JR. <laughs> B-Day boy. <laughs> yeah. Man, I feel like money. Man, I feel like money. Yeah. It's like it's me. Oh, yeah. They come around like money. Uh, they come around like money. All right, welcome back, Draws and Fades, episode 40. We'll be previewing the Shriners Hospital for Children Open this week at TPC Summerlin in Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm your host, Owen Vrabel, joined by my co-host, Matthew Miller. What's going on, guys? Welcome back. And producer Nick Boss. What's going on? How are we doing? So Sergio fucking Garcia wins the Sanderson Farms last week. Matt, right back into the winner's circle. Huge win for Matt. Also cashed top 20s on Poston and Garcia. Um, I fortunately did cash uh, Danny McCarthy top 10 and a Poston top 20. So good week for the boys. Matt cashing a victory with his one of his favorite players, Sergio Garcia. It's always nice. So we will recap that for a bit, and then we'll preview the TPC Summerlin in Las Vegas. First of two straight weeks in Vegas, um, we'll get into what's played well here in the past. We do have some former champs in the field, and we'll get right into the odds list. Um, definitely some bigger names um, this week than there were last week. Bryson, Cantlay, Ricky, Hideki Matsuyama, and then a bunch of the young guys are here this week. So we'll give you our outright picks, our top 10s and top 20s. As always, follow along on Twitter at draws underscore and underscore fades, and on Instagram at draws and fades. And we'll have our picks out um, by Wednesday. So, yeah, Sanderson Farms, nice week for Matt Miller, huh? Um, yeah, man, I mean, you had Poston and Sergio Garcia both in the mix going into Sunday. And I felt pretty good about Denny McCarthy being in the mix. But at the end of the day, it seemed like Sergio was just playing lights out. Hilariously, putts all week with his eyes closed and somehow wins the tournament. So, Matt, maybe you can give us... A little insight as to how you were feeling over the weekend, and Sergio wins putting with his eyes closed. Unbelievable. Ridiculous. Yeah, who knew? All he needed to do was close his eyes mm-hmm. um, while putting. He actually putted pretty well, too. Uh, gained strokes, which is unheard of for him, right? <laughs> especially lately. And he made a few pretty big par saves Sunday. I was waiting for it to kind of like fall apart on Sunday, and like... The second he missed one, kind of go back to his old ways. Um, and Peter Molinati gave us a little bit of a scare on Sunday. He went low early. And then some guys kind of had to chase him down. But, yeah. Well, we yeah, because Mal- he only beat Molinati by one stroke. Yeah. Uh, Molinati said nine under on Sunday. Yeah. 30-footer for birdie on 17. And I'm kind of thinking, oh, boy, like, slow down. And they had still post on Garcia had the par five left and the drivable par four. And then Poston missed the birdie on the par five, so I knew he was kind of cooked. Um, so Sergio, but yeah, I mean, he kind of he was great, tee to green all week. I think he only missed two greens in regulation on Sunday. Um, he hit that great, you know, second shot on the par five oh, yeah. to stick into like five yeah. feet for eagle. And then obviously the shot on eighteen was great too, but. Yeah, Tita Green got it done. Great to see him back in the winner's circle. And I got off the mini drought that I was on. Haven't had a winner in a little bit. So we're back. It's nice. You are back. And hilariously, picture perfect. Sergio holding up the trophy afterwards looks like his eyes are closed. <laughs> so great win for Sergio. Great win for Matt. Um, and yeah, I mean, 
it was, like we said last week, previewing the field, it was a little bit of an underwhelming field. So I was thinking, like, Sergio going into Sunday, I mean, I was feeling pretty good for you just in the the case he was playing against guys that he's obviously just better than. Um, and he hasn't won in a while, so I wasn't, I guess, 100% positive he was going to close the door, but he might have figured something out. Is he just going to keep putting with his eyes closed? I don't get it. I would probably stick with it now for as long as it works. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, he did feel going into Sunday like he kind of had the most pedigree out of any of the guys in the right. mix. Um, and I saw a stat where he's now like six for his last eight, uh, holding a share of the 54-hole lead. So he has closed pretty well in those situations uh, yeah. Yeah, recently. But, yeah, I guess he has to stick with the eyes closed, right? I mean – I mean, I don't, it, I, yeah. It doesn't seem like a sustainable process, but. I don't know how it is working, but. Yeah. But interesting to note, too, the veterans on tour have uh, come out this new season with a bang. I mean, Stuart Sink, Sergio, and even, I mean, Keegan Bradley finished his top five this week. Charlie Hoffman finished his top ten. Um, you know, I, I don't know. It's interesting. Sergio and Stuart Sink both having victor, vic, being victorious and. 2020 in like a three week span is not something I was expecting. So, but hey, it's a beautiful thing. And we're on to um, Shriners this week in Vegas, which we're going to be excited to get into. Definitely some bigger names this week, which is nice, um, considering last week would have been, if we had seen these names in this field last week, the odds would have been completely different. You probably would have gotten Sergio at like over 70 to 1. So, yeah, well, we even see it kind of just a quick glance. I mean, we had Doc Redman and Sam Burns both under 30 to 1 last week. They're right. all the way down on the odds list this week. Yeah, I mean, um, deservedly so for Burns, but Doc actually, <laughs> Doc actually played decently over the weekend, finished, I think, 28th. So, um, yeah, he, he kind of held his own eventually, but I mean, I we should have known coming into that where everyone was on Doc and Burns that it was just going to be bad. But Yeah, we fell into that trap. Yeah, so um, classic. No traps this weekend. <laughs> I mean, you fell into a trap but also hit a winner, so it doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we're previewing TPC Summerlin, Matt. Um, so, yeah, this is our first of two weeks in Vegas. Uh, next week will be Shadow Creek. So it's going to be hot out there, and it's going to be interesting. I mean, guys, the boys are in Vegas for two weeks. Might want to look out for guys missing the cut this week and then just going on an absolute bender before next <laughs> week and probably missing the cut again. So um, yeah, let's hear your thoughts on the preview of TPC Summit. Matt. Well, yeah, we have a 7,255-yard uh, par 71 uh, bank grass for the greens. I think that driving accuracy is going to be a little more important this week um, on top of the fact that it's a birdie fest and you're going to want to be putting yourself in position to, you know, be close to the hole on your second shot and make those birdies. Uh, the pins are not really as easy as you would think. So it's a lot easier to shoot at them out of the fairway than it is the rough. Yeah, it's the case most weeks, but uh, this week, you know, in particular, three of the past five winners were top seven in fairways on the week. So it has typically been important at this event. Yep. Um, getting into the previous winners, Kevin Na won last year, minus 23. Bryson DeChambeau the year before at minus 21. Patrick Cantlay, 2017 at minus nine. That was a weird weather year, so the score is way off. Okay. I think we're going to see a winner back in the 20s this week. Uh, Rod yep. Pampling in 2016 at minus 20. And then Smiley Kaufman in the field this week again he's a 2015 champion yeah um, so maybe he can you know get something going back it's probably the most surprising course. stat that i've heard in a long time is that i totally forgot smiley kaufman had won a tournament and <laughs> here we are he gets an invite so he's back uh yeah well i'm excited to see smiley back in the field i hope that we see him for more than two days but that's not guaranteed uh, definitely not guaranteed <laughs> Uh, just I actually based. think you'd probably get you'd probably get big plus money on him making the cut. <laughs> I, I would assume so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how bad it is. Yeah. I think he's made uh, six of his last thirty-one or something. So it's bad out there. Yeah, and that thirty-one is stretching over a couple of years. <laughs> he's a so. long way removed from his good Masters performance. Uh, yeah, I forgot about that. So. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but 
just looking at the past winners, getting back to the event, um, there's different ways you can win this event. So it's kind of a little bit more difficult to pick. I mean, Kevin Na won last year by just putting the absolute lights out. I think you mentioned before the show he lost strokes pretty much every other category and then gained yeah, how yeah. many was it putting? Uh, he gained 14 strokes putting yeah. and lost. I mean, granted, he played okay in other aspects, but. He was right around even for all the other and gained 14 strokes putting to win the event. So that seems like a certainly an outlier. But Kevin Na also is one of two people to win this tournament twice. So, yeah, take that, take then, that for what it's worth. I, yeah, exactly. And then you have Patrick Cantlay, who won the tournament, you know, hit great off the tee. Obviously, he putted well enough to win, as you need to do every week. But, you know, he's not traditionally a good putter. Um, in fact, that's the worst part of his game. So, again, looking at players, you don't just because you have to putt well to win a tournament doesn't mean that you have to be a great putter to win. And we saw that last week with Sergio. If you're hitting well off the tee, you're putting yourself in position, hitting fairways, and then hitting greens regulation, you just have to putt well enough and you can get the win. Yep. And it is interesting to note here of the players in the top, you know, 50 of the official world golf ranking that are here this week. Um, a lot of them have success here. Like, Cantlay won in 2017 and also is back-to-back runner-ups. Um, Webb Simpson won back here back in 2013. As I said, Kevin Nas won twice. So it's interesting, this field, besides the younger guys like Wolf, Scheffler, uh, Morikawa, um, it kind of seems like Webb, Bryson, Cantlay, like this is a stop for them that they really love to come play at. Even Finnau, who finished fourth here last year and kind of, you know, sprayed in some top 20s in the five years before that. But it seems like guys at the top really like to come play here, which is scary when looking at the odds list in terms of trying to find some value. But um, certainly seems like a place where if you're hitting the ball well, you can definitely score. So hopefully we can find some some crumbs out there that we can pick up. (laughs) We're certainly going to look for them. Uh, And one other thing to note, um, distance always an advantage, but there is a little bit of altitude here. So all of the par fives are reachable for the field in two. So it's not necessarily like a major advantage to be a longer hitter here. You could win being shorter. Right, right. Don't tell Zach Johnson that. He might he might actually go for it in two for the first time <laughs> in his life. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree with most of what you said. I think looking at last year, um, two key stats that I saw that popped off were um, greens and regulation. I mean, if you were gaining strokes in the greens and regulation category, greens and regulation gained, you were probably finding yourself in the top 10. Um, and similar with good drives gained. So hit the fairways, hit the greens. Um, you're going to give yourself plenty of chances out there. But yeah, I think it goes a little bit understated in some of these tournaments that you still don't want to be in the rough, regardless of you know how difficult the course may be. Um, if there are birdies out there, it's a lot easier to get them from the fairway um, than it is in the rough. So I'm definitely looking for some decent drivers this week and some guys who can nail some pots. Um, so, yeah, let's get into the odds list, boys. We unfortunately have Bryson DeChambeau back in the field. So Bryson is back. Um, coming first off the time U- since his win, right? Yeah. First time since the U.S. Open. Um, and obviously he's he won here two years ago. So definitely deserve it outright favorite, but he is at 7-1. to one, So. That's where Bryson's at. Um, and Webb, Morikawa, I believe, are also under 20 to 1. Um, and so is Cantley. So those four guys are under 20 to 1. Finau and Matsuyama, right around the 20 to 1 number. So, Matt, I mean, not great numbers for these top guys. But like we talked about just before, I mean, a lot of them have pretty good course history here. So, did any of these guys pique your interest in taking it outright? I um, know the value is not great, but winner's a winner. Yeah, the value isn't great. Um, definitely, I mean, I, I think they all have a, a good shot this week. Well, maybe not Tony, but um, I think... <laughs> Tony you know, Finnow, fun fact, same amount of uh, PJ Tour wins as Smiley Coffin. <laughs> That's not great company, Tony. And he probably has a worse win, the Puerto Rico Open. Yeah, I would say, yeah. Uh, Yikes. <laughs> if I had to pick any of these guys, I would probably go Morikawa. I don't think he's that bad value um at that number in this field you know i think his game fits here pretty well but i'm gonna stay clear of all these guys uh, i don't know where your head's at with that yeah i mean i'm gonna stay clear of these guys too but i definitely think it's worth noting that patrick cantley is absolutely on fire here i mean 
wins in 2018 and then back-to-back runner-ups feels like he knows his place pretty well and it kind of it's like his game can can definitely obviously suit this course well so um he is i'm worried about all of them to be honest but none of the numbers really were that intriguing but canley being at the same number as morikawa I mean, seems a little seems a little off. I mean, Morikawa has definitely played better in the last year. He's an up and comer. I get it, but I mean, Cantley's got the course history and is also a top 15 player in the world. So, those are my thoughts. There, going to be dabbling with any of them. I thought I I definitely considered Cantley and Morikawa, but um, yeah, Matsuyama and Finau being at these numbers is fucking gross. Yeah, like, I don't know what. I I just don't know why Tony's. I guess he has good history here, as you mentioned, like a little bit of history here, but I don't know why he would be ahead of, you know, Wolf and Scheffler. Yeah. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me why he's 20 to 1. I mean, he's proven that he can't win, so. Yeah, even Harris English has more career <laughs> wins. I mean, like, whatever. It's just a weird number for Tony, and thank, thankful, I guess, for us. It probably means we get a little bit better numbers than everyone else, but yeah, Tony, man. A lot of top 10s in your career, buddy, but yikes. Um, yeah, I feel like it's like a new wave of like golf betters that just keep coming in and keep betting on Tony, not realizing like they're like, oh, he's so close, he has to get one. That must be it. Like I feel like if you've been doing it for long enough, you just know there's no point of betting. Just a a new batch of 18 year olds every year. they're they're (laughs) looking at the stats. Yeah, he's pretty cool. He's new. This guy's good. He crushes the ball. He's like always in the top ten. He's got to win eventually, right? No, he doesn't. So. For any for any young <laughs> listeners out there, do not fall into the trap. Tony Fennow, not going to win. All we've right? all fallen into it, but now we're out uh, and we've learned. I don't know. how. I feel like, to be fair to us, we have not been in for a long time. No, not for a while. I feel like I was in it for like – there was like a stretch where I'm yeah. sporadically picking for probably this is like after, four months. And then I realized – this is like years ago. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, years quickly. ago, years ago, yeah. And then there would be times when he was like, on Sunday too and you get excited and then once you started to like stop getting excited on the weekend because you knew what was coming that's right. when you just stop picking him yeah when you lose the excitement of being <laughs> in it on for Saturday and you know you're gonna lose what is the fucking point of that? Yeah, exactly yeah so yeah that's where we're at there and then I think that the board starts to get a little bit more interesting in this next group um so Matt Wolf Harris English Scotty Scheffler Jason Day Louis Oosthuizen Ricky Fowler Sergio and Sungjae between 28 to 40 to 1. I um, think there's a pretty good value here. Interestingly, Sergio kind of stays in the same spot for the part. I mean, uh, coming off a win, I think it's a fair number. I don't think he's going to go back to back, but... Maybe he's figured something out on the greens. Who knows? So, new Sergio, he's going to keep ball striking, putting with his eyes closed and picking up victories. Maybe. Maybe he does, but he's got a little bit more. He's, he's not going to be pe- competing with Peter Malnati this weekend, I have a feeling. So, um, yeah, Matt, any, any guys in this territory, I have a feeling you're probably going to take someone in this nice little range here between 28 and 40 to 1. Yeah, this is an interesting range. I think you can make a case for quite a few of them. Um, full disclosure, I'm not I'm not back on Sergio this week. I think it's tough to win twice in a row, and I don't think he's going to be putting that well twice in a row. Yeah, um, it w- <laughs> but aside from him, and I probably wouldn't take Louis Oosthuizen either, just because he's not that dependable. You don't really know what you're going to get out of him. So 35 to 1 doesn't really seem like the number I'd want to take him at. Um, but everyone else in this range, I think you can make a decent case for. I landed on Scotty Scheffler. I love um, Scotty. Yeah, he's now moved to 30 to 1. I'm looking at it on FanDuel. Week with a 73, so it wasn't great. It's the first time he had played in a little bit, but um, he still finished 37th, kind of bounced back, looked a little bit more comfortable over the weekend. So obviously a really good ball striker. We talked about that. Good off the tee, he was 10th in short game off the tee last year, 10th tee to green, um, and 33rd in approach. So you know it's kind of the putting that's held him back and kept him from really getting that win. But I think he's starting to get a little bit more confident with the putter. Uh, he gained strokes last week. Kind of just the way he finished the season. We saw him play a lot more confidently. Uh, at the PGA, he was in it in the final round, and he did not really waver. Yep. Um, he played really well, went in contention. He putted pretty well. So I think he's just starting to gain more and more confidence as you know he plays more events, and I think that's going to help him. He's due for a win. He came 74th here last year, but 
again, we talked about this, you know, last year a little bit with these guys. They're Is starting that dead to see last these, the people that made the cut. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it was dead last or not, but what I, my point that I'm making overall is that they're now getting to see these courses for a second time, which I think is beneficial. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And also to Scheffler, Morikawa and Wolf's credit, um, kind of since they've all come on the scene in this past year, they all have proven that they're not going to waver in the big moments as of now. I mean, again, it's weird COVID year, no fans and whatnot, but um, yeah, Wolf, Scotty and Morikawa now all have very, very impressive performances under their belt at majors. So obviously we're at the Shriners open in Las Vegas. So not nearly as much pressure, but I like, I like the fact that he played last week. I definitely thought about him, but in this range, I felt obligated to go elsewhere with another young stud that we've taken plenty of times, uh, Matthew Wolf. So Matt Wolf, uh, the only, I mean, I do like your thought presses on Scheffler playing last week, even though he didn't play well. So Wolf hasn't played since the U S open, but Obviously, last time we saw him, he finished the second in the U.S. Open the week before that. Our performance before that at the BMW, finished the 16th, fourth at the PGA, um, 12th at the 3M, 22nd at the Memorial. I mean, the guy played amazingly in the last three months or so. And now in this field, I I just feel like the 28 to 1 number, and similar to the Shuffler, I feel like this range is a great, great number for these guys, um, considering I think... Wolf's going to be in the mix on the weekend, and if he can get his putter rolling, I mean, he could definitely win this tournament. So, And last time we saw him, he did gain two and a half strokes putting, which is kind of where I think you'd be most worried about Matt Wolf uh, when betting on him. But yeah, uh, tee to green and an approach, you know, in the past few months, he's been amazing. So he's gained over seven strokes twice in the past month in approach, or not month, two in his last four events, actually the majors. He gained seven strokes approach at the PGA and at the U.S. Open. So I like Matt Wolf a lot this week, boys. 28 to 1 on FanDuel, and he's going to be my first pick of the week. Yeah, I was between him and Scheffler. Uh, one other thing, too, that you brought up, I mean, even his good performance at the U.S. Open, we saw him, you know, miss a lot of fairways there, which he's usually great off the tee. So, I mean, considering how well he was doing everything else that week, I mean, if he just hits fairways, which is going to be a lot easier to hit here. Um, I mean, he could be very dangerous. Yeah. I mentioned earlier the greens and regulation gained. He's second in the last 24 rounds in this field. And good drives, he's 21st in this field. So, obviously, he's birdies gained. He's going to be in the top 10 in most fields. Uh, just love his game. Um, and similarly to Scheffler, like the confidence level. Like, I'm not as worried about him just not showing up at all and missing a cut anymore. Like, that game is in locked and loaded and hopefully there's not too much rust to shake off in this first you know round or so but young guys i feel like can kind of bounce back quickly so matt wolf let's get it done i like that pick um i don't know if you had anyone else in this range uh i actually so weird to even come out of my mouth um i'm not going to pick him but i consider jason day a little bit <laughs> yeah that, <laughs> you know, he's that actually like been he Went through a stretch toward the end of last year where he was, like, on fire. He cooled off a little bit since that, but um, he can get really hot with the putter. And he kind of fits what we've been seeing, you know, lately. Uh, you know, a veteran player who we haven't really seen win in a little bit. Um, yeah. You know, pull through. that He kind of would fit that trend. But I'm not going to do it. Um, but I do think that there's a decent case to be made for him. Yeah, that that those numbers for him, Louie, and Ricky. I mean, 35 on. I would. I was definitely more intrigued by Ricky and Day than Louie, even though Louie has actually played better. So I don't know. None of those numbers really stuck out too much for me. If, if Fowler was at like 50 in this field, I'd probably take him just off of a whim um, and hoping that he can play well this week. Because it's still out there. Ricky, it's like we've seen some. We've seen Spieth kind of completely fall off the map. Fowler's been just not he hasn't been great like he's just been okay which we're not used to and it's like it feels like there's no reason to bet on him because his number is always like meh but there's gonna be a week soon where he probably finishes in the top five and we're gonna be pissed i didn't take him and probably probably waste a pick live on ricky to win and he'll finish the second or something yeah i almost think it's better with ricky to wait until like a a really good field and just catch him at a good number because i mean he still has the talent to kind of win any week i think it's almost better to just kind of get him at a good number and hope that he puts it all together yeah speaking of that i'm about to look right now which is 
50 to one at the masters it's coming up might have to lock that in <laughs> how the hell is jordan speed the 41 to one that's insane anyway um <laughs> back to the shriners um yeah actually also in this range i'm heavily considering sun jm um so I'm ba- I was basically between him and Scheffler to add a- another guy to Wolf inside of 50 to one. Um, Sungjae played okay last week, similar to Doc Redman, didn't really get off to a great start. Ended up finishing 28th. Um, last couple times we before that, 22nd at the U.S. Open, 11 at the Tour Championship. Um, didn't play great at BMW or the Northern Trust, and finished ninth at the Wyndham. So Sungjae's game has been a little up and down, but overall pretty consistent. He's only played the Shriners once. Two years ago, finished 15th, um, but 41, 41 to one for Sungjae feels like a pretty good number. Um, he's gonna if he puts well, like he actually putted well last week. He gained over four strokes putting, um, and off the tee he gained three strokes. So if he can get his approach game back to where it was at the U.S. Open, gaining over five strokes approach on the field at the U.S. Open and four and a half at the Tour Championship, he's gonna put himself in situations to. Um, be able to make some birdies. So Sungjae is on my card this week and I'm kind of excited about it. Also a little bit scared, but yeah, he checks a lot of boxes for me this week. Greens and regulation, good drives, gains, birdies gained, bogeys avoided. Guy can crush the, the golf off the tee. So Sungjae, 41 to one, let's get it done. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good pick. I mean, I, we're starting to see Sungjae's number uh, be you know, back at value again. There was a little bit where when he was playing really good that he kind of lost value in yeah, the betting yeah. odds and it was yep. kind of not worth it to pick him. But now he's starting to drift back down and it's, you know, he obviously has extreme talent and he's a good young player. He's starting to get that value back again. Yeah, exactly. And that's what we're always looking for because we've picked guys and they, they work themselves up into the top five of an odds list and kind of take all their value away. And then they don't win, and they kind of slide back down again. So, I mean, yeah, I think you get a pretty good number at, on Sanjay in this field. Um, so, Sanjay's on the card. Um, so, yeah, Sergio, obviously not on your card this week. Paul Casey, 42-1. to 1. Um, I mean, I yeah, I struggle to find words for Paul Casey now because I, I just I, – I can't take him, even though I, he gave me a good run at uh, – I believe PGA. it was the PGA Tour. Yeah. yeah PGA, PGA Championship, so – yeah, Paul Casey's also there, folks. If you'd like to grab him, go for it. Uh, we'll not be doing that. <laughs> we advise but, uh, you didn't, but... <laughs> <laughs> so, the next block of guys is... Actually, before we get there, Russell Henley's at 42-1, to 1, which... Oh, my God. Modeling-wise, he's he pops off. That's for sure. Uh, first in greens regulation gained in this field. First in strokes gained T to green in his last 24 rounds in this field. Ninth in proximity... Fourth and good drives gained. I mean, he does a lot of good things here. So Russell Henley, forty-two to one, just feels like a, it's like a slap. I don't get it. I don't really don't get it. In this field, it doesn't seem like he should be at forty-two to one. Nah, some of the guys that he's ahead of, uh, I don't think that he's as good. I, I, yeah, I don't know. It it doesn't really seem right. Um, I guess, like you said, he kind of fits what you would be looking for, but. I can't but, justifiably take Russell Henley at that number. Yeah, no, I'm not going to take him to win, even though I'm, I'm really going to be upset if he does win. But if you look back into early July, he finished the 7th at the Workday, 30th, 9th at the Wyndham, 8th at Northern Trust, 25th at the BMW. We haven't seen him in almost in about a month and a half. So I think Russ may be a factor for Russell, but certainly in the last eight events he's played, he's played very well. So I'm going to take him for, I'm gonna take him for a top 20. Yeah. He's at that number and he hasn't played in that long. Yeah, it is. It's odd. Um, it's definitely odd, which is, which makes it a little scary, but it's kind of like, I don't know. He shouldn't really be at 42 to one. So I don't know. He finished uh, top 10 here four years ago, 37th last year, 24th and 17. I don't know. I'm going to take Russell for a top 20 this week. Um, I feel like there's something to be said about his game. And he may just match up well for this course. So, Russell Henley, 42 to 1. Interesting number, but I will be taking it for him for a top 20. So, 50 to 1 and up, we're quickly getting there. Jason Kokrak, Joaquin Neiman, Abe Anser, Will Zalatoris, Zach Johnson, Kevin Na, Cam Davis, Christoph Ventura, and Sebastian Munoz between 50 and 65 to 1. 
Um, interesting little group of guys here. Um, I think there's definitely some value in this in this range here, Matt. So is there anyone that you're looking at here, Matt? Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go back to it. <laughs> Abe answer. Abe answer I, yep. I can't say away. I mean, 55 to one. I, look, he's been up and down, Owen, since the resume. Um, he's had moments where, you know, when he got his irons going, like he did at Harbor Town, he looked like he could win any week. Um, you know, he's obviously an accurate driver of the golf ball. I think that Sunday he hit like 17 of 18 greens regulation. When those irons are on, I mean, he can win in any field. Yeah. He runs hot and cold, but I mean, when that gets going too, he's a very scary player. Um, you don't really know what you're getting out of him. He's kind of inconsistent, I guess, is why he's at this number. But I just think the value is too good. I mean, in this field, 55 to 1, it feels like there's value there. He's played this event four times and much, you know, going to his inconsistency, he's missed the cut three times and came fourth, one of them. So, <laughs> yeah, you don't really know what you're going to get out of Abe, but I think he's too good to ignore um and he just feels like he's due for a win i mean he's been so close so many times i'm gonna take him i feel like he can i feel like he can get it done yeah yeah i mean abe is basically now it's i need to be on his win so whatever that yeah, is exactly. i need That's to be on too. so if he wins and i'm not on it after being on him so many times it's yeah and that's not being said i don't think it's not justifiable taking him this week i think He's at a good number. That is the most attractive piece um, because current form certainly is not. He doesn't check the boxes currently for me um, in terms of greens regulation, good drives gained, birdies gained, bogeys avoided. He, in this field, in the, his recent form is trash. But 55 to 1, I mean, catching him at, above Jason Kokrak, like, come on. Will Zalatoris, I mean, Abe Answer is a much better player than these guys. And you don't have to go back that far to find some good performances from him. I mean, it's late June was probably the last time you saw him play really well at the Travelers. He he gained strokes in all categories, finished 11th. The week before that, he was second at RBC Heritage, 14th at Charles Schwab. So since the resume, he came out the gates hot, finished 15th at the WGC. And then since there, the, yeah, it's been, it's been weird. His irons have kind of, uh, you know, lost him. And off the tee, he's been inconsistent. So, but... That being said, the things we always talk about with Abe are if he's hitting fairways, which, I mean, he is an accurate driver of the golf ball, he has that in his bag for sure. If he's doing that this week, he's going to have the, the ability to hit greens in regulation, and we know he can get a hot putter. He definitely wasn't hot the last time we saw him with the putter. He lost five <laughs> strokes at the U.S. Open. But, yep, I can't help myself either, Matt, so I'm going to take answer this week, 55-1. to 1. I don't think – you can ask for much more value than that. So Yeah, no, I like it. And I think there's also something to be said about, I mean, if you take out the Northern Trust where he missed the cut, a lot of the tournaments that he didn't play well at were like tougher events. Um, he seems to kind of in these like birdie fests perform well. I mean, we saw it at like the RBC Heritage. Um, Charles Schwab. Tra yeah, Charles Schwab. Travelers was not really a birdie fest, but I mean, he came 11th at minus 13. There was birdies to be had out there. Yeah. It seems like he plays a little bit better on these courses that are easier. Um, he kind of takes advantage of them. And he struggles more with the difficult courses, which is fine because we're on an easier course. So. Right. But it's also interesting to note, we, it's not like we see Abe answer at 100 to 1. Like, we always still see him at, like, 70. And so now in a field where it's a shitty field, you get him at 55. Like, if this is the – like, what is he at at the Masters? He's probably under 100. So, I mean, you're getting him in a shitty field in a yeah. place where he doesn't need to – to beat as many players and i mean he could definitely go low at the best of, yeah he's 80 to 1 at the masters so i mean that's crazy to me that you're only getting 25 more points at him at the masters than you are at the shriners you know invitational so um yeah i don't need to convince myself anymore abe answer is on the card and i'm gonna take him as a top 20 as well <laughs> i have both <laughs> of them on my cards well. <laughs> bang bang um so, yeah, where are we at here now? We're at Abe Answer 55. Yeah, so I'm not interested in Kokrak. Obviously, Zach Johnson I'm not interested in. Joaquin Neiman kind of intrigued me. But, again, value-wise, I don't see why he's under Answer. Um, so, i not not taking Joaquin this week. Will Zalatoris still getting a lot of respect. I think he missed his first cut last week. Um, yeah, so... I don't know. Will Zalatoris getting a lot of respect still to be at 55-1 to 1 coming off the Corn Ferry Tour this year. But... 
I just really don't know what to do with him right now. So I'm just going to uh, – he's probably not going to end up on my card unless he's – I mean, I, maybe I, maybe he should be on my card. But Will Zalatoris, yeah, missed a cut last week. Um, Kevin Na at 60-1. to 1. Um, Kind of intriguing. I mean, he's won twice here, but I just don't think there's any way he gains 14 strokes money again. So. No, yeah, I'm gonna I'm out on both of them. Um, I don't think Kevin Nile is gonna replicate what he did last year, and he's too hard to really predict on a weekly basis as well. Um, I'm, I'm out. Right? No, I know that it is. Well, I mean, I feel like you hit a Kevin Nile ticket. It's a little bit of a lotto ticket, but yeah. <laughs> he is he is one of those guys that like all of a sudden wins the PGA Tour event, and like you're not really that surprised. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, exactly. When he wins, it's not like. Oh my God, Kevin Nod never would have, but it's just you. I don't know. Sixty yeah. to one. It's I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be on it. Right. Um, which is fair. And yeah, boss. We haven't mentioned that you like this week. Um, I guess we're getting kind of close to probably. I only have one more outright and a bunch of top twenties left as we go down here a little bit further. But boss, do you have any outrights you liked that we've gone through? Uh, yeah, I. I'm not overly enthused with too many guys this week, so I'm kind of looking more actually in this range right here for guys that I think can be in contention but hit that top 10, top 20 mark. But just to jump up the board quick, a guy you guys you know, kind of touched on quick and then moved on, but I'm a complete sucker for, is Harris English. Yeah. And that, I, yeah. I, I mean, like you said with a lot of guys, you know, the value isn't necessarily there this week because the field is weaker, but – He's just been so consistent and so good for basically a year now, and I feel like the win is inevitable, and it's more likely to come in a tournament like this that isn't the full-strength field as like a major or even you know WGC or what I think we'll see probably the next two weeks for CJ Cup and um, what's the other one, Zozo? So, yeah, wow. I, I, I think this is a good spot for Harris, and he touches, ticks a lot of boxes, like you guys mentioned earlier, just kind of the stat model profile that we're looking for. So He definitely does. Actually, now that you say that, holy shit, Harris English <laughs> has been absolutely on fire. I if you go back to, I mean, just the beginning of, yeah, the beginning of the year, he finished the 16th at Waste Management, 17th at Honda, 9th at Arnold Palmer, 17th at RBC, 13th Memorial, 18th 3M, 19th PGA, Second at Northern Trust, twelfth at the Tour Championship, fourth at the U.S. Open. Very consistent golf from Harris English. Yeah, wow. And he's got a little good course history. He's got a top five here. He's played here three times. So I like Harris to win. That's that's one of my one of my only outrights. And then if I jump back down to kind of where we are, I got a kind of a whole passel of guys that I'm not overly enthused about, but I think are gonna do well this week. Just All based right. on their their course history and kind of each of them has you know ticks a few of the stat boxes, but not everything kind of like Harris. All right, so, well hey, that's why we asked Boss for his input because <laughs> Harris English we definitely kind of glanced over and he's definitely played some good golf. So um, I think yeah I think Harris is a good play this week. I, it's just tough because you have to make a decision. Well I guess you don't have to, but I had to make a decision. You know when I was working between you know Harris, Wolf, and Scheffler. Um, and I went Scheffler, but I think any of them. Hey, dude, there's know, some golf touts playable. out there that just pick, you know, five guys under the 41. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we're going to play who that you're game. Talking about, yeah. <laughs> Shout out Gel, Del Golf Bench for those. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Usually you have to make a decision up there, but if you're feeling crazy, you can just throw a ton of bets in the top 30, and one of them hits, you make like five bucks. <laughs> I mean, hey, to, each, to each his own, I guess. You know, everyone's got their strategy. To to be fair, Matt, I also had Wolf and Sheffield list, but same similar to you. You know, you kind of got to make a decision there, unless yeah, you know, agree, yeah. unless your decision is to just bet all three. <laughs> I may end up doing that now that I just said that. So um, <laughs> let's get back down to the value range. Um, so, yeah, Christoph Ventura, Sebastian Munoz, Aaron Wise, Harmon, Cam Champ, Cam <laughs> Smith, Charlie Hoffman, Doc Redman. There's a string of guys from 65 to 95 to 1, about like 20, a group of 20 guys, Matt. Um, I do have one guy in this range I'm going to take as an outright. Um, other than that, I do have a couple of top 20s in this range, Matt. So what are you looking at here? Uh, I mean, I, I've been on Doc. Um, 
it, it kind of feels it would feel stupid to jump off now that he has probably the best value he's had in so long. I mean, he's down to 70 to one. Last week, he was all the way at 28. Um, I think he might have even been lower Safeway. And he wasn't bad last week. I mean, it was disappointing that he finished 28th, given how high he was up on the odds list. But he still has two top three finishes in his last three starts before that. So, I mean, three of his last four, he's come third twice and a 28th. That's pretty good form. Um, and he's been playing a decent amount coming into this, which is good. Yep. You know, he kind of fits the mold. He's accurate off the tee. He's good in approach. Um, he's been putting better so far to start this season. That was kind of the weakness of his game. So maybe if he keeps that going, I mean, I just think 70 to one is too good of a number on him. If you've been on him, why hop off now? Well, stop asking me direct questions like that, Matt, because now I feel like I have to take him. Um, <laughs> cause yeah, I, I have him written down as a top 20 this week. I, I, it's similar. I would, I would be, I would be, I would hate to miss a doc Redmond win. So I may have to get in on you on a 70 to one number. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, he checks a lot of boxes this week. I mean, he's been good off the tee. He's uh, been good in greens and regulation gains. Pretty good in birdies gains. Pretty good in proximity to the hole. Um, a lot of pretty good stats. And, yeah, now that you say it with the range he's in, 70 to 1 does not seem like a very bad play um, at all. So, Doc may end up on my outright card as well. But I, I'm definitely going to take him top 20. He's been... He's shown to be pretty consistent. Um, obviously, he finished third at Safeway, third at the Wyndham, and you know his last four starts played okay last week. Played pretty well at the PGA. Um, I could see him cashing some bets in this field, that's for sure. So, seventy to one doesn't seem like a bad sprinkle either, Matt. Yeah, I think I, the twenty to one is also plus three forty, if I'm not mistaken. So that's like a pretty good payout for him. Um, Top twenty plus three forty. Yeah. yeah. I, that that range in the, the plus 340 top 20 range is a nice range. That means it's a great range, yeah. Yeah, that was like posting last week, Sergio last week. Like pretty confident in him to do that. And actually, Poston's in this range too. I think he could be. I'm not going to play him this week, but I think that he could be in play because he kind of he puts well and you know he's pretty he's been playing well. Right? Yeah. So, uh, my last outright is going to be a little bit of a homer pick. I've taken this guy a lot. Um, but I'm going to go to Harold Varner. HV3, baby. He similarly... Shallow out. <laughs> he does feel like he's... Similarly to a lot of guys we say this about that have not won recently or, or at all. But we say I think he's kind of due for a win. I don't know. Harold, yeah. Modeling-wise, checks out very well this week. Uh, hits a lot of greens and regulation. Hits a lot of fairways. Can birdie with the best of them. Um, if he's putting well... You know, he obviously can make birdies. He has not putted great um, here or recently, but um, 80 to 1 is a pretty good number for a guy like Harold that can definitely go low. So I do like that he's played well tee to green um, in his last 24 rounds. He's sixth in this field. And yeah, the putter is what I'm probably most concerned about, but he did putt well actually last week, or la- last time we saw him at the Safeway. So um, yeah, Harold, 80 to 1. Not a lot of thing, not a lot of positives to say, but he did finish seventh at the Wyndham uh, three starts ago, um, 29th at the PGA. So I'm going to take Harold as a top 20 as well as a sprinkle in the outright. So I kind of like that. Now that I have Doc in there too, a couple of a couple of little sprinkles for some some uh, some good value there. Well, yeah, I mean he's another guy too where if it's like a birdie fest, you know he can kind of get going once he gets on a roll. Um, you could see him get hot and hot in bunches so yeah that is the thing about harold getting hot in bunches it's that it's usually followed <laughs> not not for a long enough period of time he'll get he'll get hot for like a day and a half and then you're like oh my god harold's he's a stroke back on saturday afternoon and then he finishes t22 so um but yeah not to not to shit on harold there because he's on my card and i'm feeling pretty good about him uh so, yeah, we're still in this range, Matt, 70 to 100 to 1. Um, I know, Boss, also you had said that you like some guys in this in this range. Um, Lonzo Griffin, for me, is the top 20 play. Um, I like his game a lot. There's, I mean, not a ton to be said about his current form, but I think in this field he's certainly a guy that can go low, and I'd like – I'm just going to be taking guys I think that can, you know, drive the golf ball well and hopefully make some putts. But he did – he has putt – he has gain strokes putting, actually, in his last four events, which – is not typical of Lonto, so 
I'm hoping that he can get his uh, his driver going and approach game going and cash a top 20, which is in that range we were just talking about, plus 340. It's a good range to be at. Um, I don't know who, if you had anyone else under 100, boss, there was three guys that I was looking at between 100 and 120. So if you have anyone under 100, you can fire away. Uh, you got kind of touched on it already, but Doc Redman was kind of my favorite play in that range. And I think you summed it up perfectly, Matt. You know, if you've been on Doc Redman, there's no reason you should be getting off the Doc Redman train this week because we're getting back to where he normally is fits on the board and double of what you had last week. So exactly. for all of us who were on him last week, which is all of us, I believe, <laughs> you know, you, sh- you should still be on the train this week because, I mean, it's not like he bombed out and missed the cut. You know, he, he played well and we have double the value. So also, I like fun, that a lot, too. I w- Go ahead. Fun, fun fact. Um before you continue, fun fact, which is probably completely unrelated, but Tiger Woods' first career PJ Tour win <laughs> did come here. Doc Redman still searching for the first career win. Well, that, uh, yeah, spin zone that it, could be a, could be his first win. It's a beautiful mind you have there, Owen. It's yeah. a beautiful <laughs> mind. I love it. Um, the, the one other guy that's kind of intriguing me and he's a little he's kind of new to the scene but he's been playing well is um, Christo- Christopher Ventura yeah. I mean an, another yeah, young gun but I mean he's been playing well I mean I'd probably stick more to the, the top 10 top 20 than outright but I mean in the past you know three events he's got two top 10s you know he made yep. the cut at the US no he didn't play the US Open sorry my bad but I mean you know and he's played at the Shriners. He finished 18th year last year, and he played the year before, so he got a little experience. So he's another guy that interests me in this range. It is a sneaky I, pick. I like that, actually. I can see that. And actually, he's 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 definitely dri- driven the ball better recently. Um, uh, yeah, and he's definitely a guy that can get birdies and bunches, too. So And uh, I'm not all too sure about his tour status, but I, I think he kind of needs to keep playing well and get those top 10s to get exemptions, kind of like Zalatoris, I believe. I could be wrong there, but... I, I think he's got a little extra motivation to play well and keep his spot and, you know, some tournaments coming up. So, And focus could be a big thing this week. They're in Vegas. Who the fuck <laughs> knows what's going to happen? That's actually something I wanted to say. That <laughs> Anyone who misses the cut here this week and is also playing next week, definitely not taking them. They're going to be wasted on the Vegas Strip for the entire week, and I just look out for that. It's on the set. <laughs> Put it in the tickler file. Put that in a particular file. Missed cuts this week. Playing next week. Dangerous. That's like that whole. That's like um, the NHL. You go play Vegas and you have one night there before your game. You're gonna lose. <laughs> the old Vegas flu will get you. Yeah, the Vegas flu. So keep a lookout for that. Um, I did actually consider Christopher Ventura as well. So I think that's a good play, boss. Um, but yeah, we're at 100 to one now, boys. Um, I mean, some interesting names here. Hilariously. What do we what do we know? Ben on a hundred to one. What was long he last gone week? are the days of Ben on twenty to one seven to one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah long gone. Four days. hundred and fifteenth or whatever he finished, and he's back to hundred to one. Yeah. So no surprise, but I will not be taking Ben on this week. <laughs> but again, this if you like Ben on, I mean probably if you take him for a top twenty, you're probably gonna get pretty good odds too. But um yeah matt we're over 101 you mentioned you got a couple guys down here you like so hit us yeah i'm gonna start with uh adam hadwin um we haven't seen him since the u.s open he hasn't really been playing that well lately but the one thing i like about him is his course history um he's played here four times made three cuts he's got a 10th a fourth and a 27th so he's played well here um and he kind of fits what you're looking for this week i mean he's accurate driver of the golf ball and he can get hot putting so i think if he gets that putter going and he puts himself in the fairway um he's plus 380 for a top 20 i don't think i'm going to be on him 100 to 1 outright but plus 380 for a top 20 seems like pretty good value i think he could be a decent fit this week and he's proven that he can play well here i like that i like that a lot i think this is actually a pretty good range for top 20 is um right here 100 to like 120 i think you're gonna get some pretty good value on some of these guys um I'm going to go to uh, Pat Perez. Wow. Um, the yeah. flow. The flow, the swag, everything. You love everything about Pat Perez, um, usually before he starts playing golf, but <laughs> he uh, he actually loves this place. So um, he finished third here last year and seventh back in 2016. 
So I like Pat Paris. I mean, at this number, I think you're catching a pretty good top 20 bet. Um, he's driven the ball well recently. He's 24th in good drives gain in this field in his last 24 rounds. Um, 25th in proximity. He, as I said, he likes to play here. So, I mean, he ends up scoring well here. And I think he's going to be able to catch a top 20 for us this week at a pretty good price. I'm going to check the top 20 number. But him being at 100 to 1, um, you should be getting like a plus four something, Pat Perez. Yeah. So, Pat Perez, top 20. I like that. I like that pick. Ah, plus 600 top 20. Wow, that's absolutely that's- a lot better than my guys who are at 100 to 1, what they are at top 20. <laughs> Um, well, that might up. be that might be good or bad. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So actually, and also, I, I probably purposely didn't mention this, but Pat Harris did miss a cut last week. But um, <laughs> full disclosure. Yeah. Before that, though, he finished ninth at the Safeway. So just got to get back on track, Pat. And I think this is a place to do it. Um, and he seems like one of those guys too that probably was playing in fields like this where he actually probably feels like he can win even though he probably can't but um <laughs> he also feels like a guy who loves going to vegas yeah so. i think i'd be more worried about him being around vegas <laughs> yeah but maybe he it, i don't know maybe he likes the vegas cocktails treat him right i mean he's finished the last year seventh a couple years ago so that's <laughs> good like, out of the strip club and he's in a good mindset going yeah to, to time. it's funny like you said though boss there are some guys down here with some good course history um mm-hmm. So, Matt, who else are you taking? I like uh, Joel Damon, 100-1. to 1. Um, He's also plus 380 for a top 20. I love it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, he was cut at the U.S. Open. He was 52nd at Safeway, so not that great recently, although he has played a decent amount. Um, but he has three top 20s in his final four starts to close last season, so he was on a pretty good roll. Finished 10th at the PGA. You know, good ball striker. Putter can be shaky sometimes, but he was ninth here last year, so of course kind of fits the mold of good off the tee um and he was pretty good to close out last year nice i like it what are your thoughts on i mean what do you think this field is in relation to what it's been in the past i mean like bryson webb cantley finnow are here this year and they typically are here so it seems like the events field is maybe a little bit stronger this year than it typically would be but i mean if you have good course history here like i wouldn't be worried that there's like all these new rush of like better players that are playing this year. You know what I mean? It's maybe like 10, 15 guys that wouldn't be here that are here this year. I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you. And even, I mean, I guess it feels better because, you know, you look at like Scheffler played last year. It wasn't like a scary name, but now he's gotten better. Um, but, you know, same with like an answer or, you know, some of the guys like that who have gotten better. Um, but yeah, I don't think... I don't think it's significantly, you know, more intimidating this year. I think these guys can still get top 20s. I don't think it's too much to ask for. Yep. Yeah, and I agree. And, I mean, also the whole Vegas thing, too. We did see last year, you guys were mentioning, Brooks Kepka completely just mailed, exactly. mailed yeah. he ma- he mailed yeah. it in. <laughs> so, which it should be interesting, guys, with the big bankrolls, whether they really give a shit or not. So, um, but – that being said, I know Bryson's obviously going to show up, and so is Webb Simpson, and probably Cantlay. None of those guys are like party animals or anything. So, um, but yeah, we're over 100 to one still, Matt. So I, I may add Joel Damon with you um, as my last play of the week. <laughs> I like it. Thank you. Jumping on board. That feels good. Nice little team play. Yeah, you got to jump in the hole. <laughs> jump in the foxhole, and you're, you, you know, you just hit a winner last week. So why not? <laughs> Um, I have one more, and I'm, I'm actually going to throw an outright on him, too. Um, probably not the smartest. Um, and then I actually have one really deep for a top 20. But I'm going to go with Chez Reavy, uh, 120 to 1. Look, he does not have great history here, um, but he was T3rd at the Safeway, uh, you know, about three, four weeks ago. He was not that great last week, T46 of the Sanderson, but he's been playing. Chez, look, he's an accurate driver of the golf ball. Last year, he was seventh on tour in accuracy. He's top 30 in approach. The putter was horrible last year, but he hasn't traditionally been that bad. I mean, 2017, he was 24th on tour and starts gained putting, and he gained putting each of the three seasons before last year. So if you can kind of figure it out with that putter, I don't know why he hasn't played well here because he seems like he would fit what you're looking for pretty well. Um, so I'm going to take a shot down here. I mean, he's a guy with some experience. 
He's won before on tour, 120 to 1. Um, I got to take a look at what his top 20 number is, but I'm definitely going to take him top 20, and I'm going to throw sprinkle a little outright on him. All right. That Yeah, that's certainly an interesting pick. I I can't really say anything about him to win this week, but I always love Chez for a top 20 play, honestly. He does have that kind of game that he should be consistent, hitting fairways, hitting greens. So I do like that aspect. I think it's going to be tough for him to win this week, but um, – yeah, I think you're actually probably going to catch a pretty good number on him top 20. Actually, not as good as I thought, plus 340. Yeah, I don't know what. I guess I just don't think he's going to win outright. I mean, it's weird because when <laughs> the odds came out yesterday, he was 65 to 1. Now he's 120 to 1. So I'd say that's not great for me. Um, I might be the only one that's on him. But good thing I waited to put that in because yeah. I, wouldn't, I would have been very pissed if it doubled and I already had a 65 to 1 in. It's interesting, though. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like the, the Vegas thinks the opposite with Pat Perez. Like, they think he's. I mean, could win by some miracle, but him coming at the top 20 is, like, probably not going to happen. I don't know. So, um, yeah, Chez. Reed, I, might have to, I might have to send Chez, like, that little tidbit, try to let a fire under his ass. Like, hey, Chez, <laughs> by the way, dude, they think you have no chance of winning this week. Yeah. I think, I, mean, that's, I think that's fair, though, because I think they both have probably the same chance to win, but Chez Reeve is a more steady Eddie player that can kind of creep inside that top 20 as opposed to Pat Perez. It's kind of boom or bust. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. We're looking at it. <laughs> yeah, it actually is a fair way of looking at it because actually a stat that one of the stats that Ches can actually speak to recently is bogeys avoided is one of his only good stats recently. So obviously yeah. he, he can kind of hang around when he's not playing that well. <clears throat> um, so I like that pick, Matt. Um, why don't you go ahead and hit us with your last one? Yeah, this is way down there. Um, probably wouldn't advise following this one, but I'm going to take a shot. Shout out to you, boss. Uh, Nick Taylor, he's 300 to 1 overall. He's 10 to 1 for a top 20. Um, look, there's a reason that he's all the way down there. He Last time he made a cut was, at a cut event was the workday back in July. So he's been atrocious. But uh, but he has had some good moments this year. Though. Yeah, that's the thing. I was going to say, one thing he, he has he won. for him is that he won the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, and he actually typically plays well in, like, birdie fest. Like, he can get hot and play well at these type of events. And he also has pretty good history here. He played this event six times. Uh, he made the cut all six. Worst finish was a 56. So he's been kind of around in this event. So it's not that much to ask for for a top 20 if you're making the cut every time you're playing it. So I actually think that 10 to 1 value is decent. Um, obviously, it hasn't been pretty for him lately, but this type of event and he, this particular event, he's played well. So I think it's worth it at 10 to 1. I like that. I do like that. Um, so I think that's that's all I got, boys. Boss, do you have any other thoughts? Uh, I got I got two quick thoughts. One, while we're deep down here on the board, not necessarily a guy I like this week, but I think a guy to keep your eye on is Kevin Chappell. You know, he kind of popped last week. He had, I think Friday he had a really good round. I forget which day exactly it was, but he went pretty low. He was kind of flirting with the top of the board and then faded a little bit on the weekend to finish 23rd. But he's kind of getting back in the swing of being on tour, you know, playing week to week or, you know, multiple weeks in a month. So I, I think his game slowly coming back to him with the more he plays. And, I mean, to be fair, actually, he's played okay here before. He's finished 20 and then 62 uh, five years ago or so. so. So maybe not this week, but, I mean, his odds down at 270 definitely offers a bit of value similar to Taylor on that top 20 market or so. All right. Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, Kevin Chappell, too, I mean, had – a little more promise, I feel like, um, at a certain mm-hmm. point. Like, he was one of those guys that had come up and played pretty well to the start of his career and now has kind of yeah, fizzled yeah. out. So maybe he figures well, it out. Yeah, I mean, that back injury obviously really uh, kind of derailed his career. But, you know, hopefully he's on his way back to the form that he kind of had or, and the promise he kind of had, what, five, six years ago, whatever it might be. So right. we'll see. All right. I like it. So, yeah, just a little recap. I have Matt Wolf. Chung J.M., Abe Answer, Doc Redman, Harold Varner outright, and a combination of a bunch of guys, top 20, top 10, Lonto, Abe Answer, Varner, Henley, Redman, Perez, and potentially Ventura. So, and Joel Damon. I could, how could I forget? <laughs> Joel. Uh, yeah, I have outright Scheffler, Abe Answer, 
Doc Redman and Chaz Reavy, and then a top 20 uh, combination of Answer, Reavy, Redman, Adam Hadwin, Joel Damon, and Nick Taylor. Beautiful. And, Boss, I think you had a couple. Who'd you like? You like Harris English up top, and you're probably going to be sprinkling some top 10s and 20s on the guys in the 70 to 100 range? Yep. Yeah, definitely like Harris up top, and then going to be sprinkling on Doc Redman, Christoph Ventura. Uh, Perret, Pat Perez kind of caught my eye a little bit, so that <laughs> might be in there. Um, All right. Yeah, so there we go. Beautiful. So another week in the books, coming off a winner. Let's stay hot, and we will get these picks out to you. Um, we're recording on a Tuesday today, so we'll have these picks out tomorrow. And good luck to everyone, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Later, guys. Talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.